Hello, 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 and thank you so much for joining me for the podcast of The True Power From Within. I do pray each and every day this podcast touches you in the most amazing and encouraging way. I am your host, Melody Ferris Tucker, and I'm so grateful that you are here. So I have labeled this podcast raw form, and this is, I'm just going to be honest. I didn't want to do this podcast this morning. I looked for every reason not to do this podcast because, um, you know, some unfortunate events happened this week for, for us and for others that were involved. And, you know, I was listening to a message this morning and it hit me, um, in a profound way. And this particular pastor was coming out of the book of Ezra and, um, you know, talking about our, our world today and how we as individuals have different perspectives on different things um, when it comes to trauma. And um, I'm not going to go into the whole story, but I will tell you that, you know, um, you know, last Saturday... Um, our, there was a shooting outside of our store. Um, one person was unalived and someone was shot inside of our store when they ran into our store. Um, and of course, you know, my husband's in the midst of all of this being, um, an innocent person and all of this having absolutely nothing to do with it but gets caught in the, um, in the midst of the chaos. Um, you know, and we thank God that nothing happened, but that particular incident, um, has greatly affected our household. And I say greatly affected, although we are very grateful that, my husband came home that day. Um, It has greatly affected us emotionally and mentally. And I think that when things like this happen, you know, we watch stuff like this on the news all the time and we say, oh my goodness, you know, but you never think for a second that you would be in the midst of something like this. You You never wake up one day and say, you know, Today is the day that I'm going to see something that I, I never intended to see and or or be involved in something. So, um, you know, it's every single day has affected my husband greatly. And, you know, although he don't speak about it emotionally as his wife, I can look at his face and I can see that he cycles through grief hurt, um, anger, you know, and it happens and you can see the cycles, you know, and not being able to sleep or not being able to eat. And although that is trauma, um, rearing its ugly head from the other side of the street, for me, it is indirect trauma, meaning 
I get a phone call from my husband that this has, situation has happened and a million things run through my head, right? Then I see my husband cycling, you know, all week about this event that's happened. Um, you know, I think about the family that just lost their loved one. I think about the people that were involved. Like, what were you thinking? How did you get to this point in your life that you think it's okay to just to 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 do this, right? Like you you have to think about the 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 trauma that happened in their life or what point in their life did they decide to turn the corner and live this type of life and you know you you think about all of these things like but then of course you go back to thinking like you know about us right so we're a small business you tear up our business um my my husband is in 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 the store when bullets are flying like you go back to thinking like you know what if one of those bullets would have hit him how greatly that his life and our life and our children's lives and our grandchildren's lives could have changed in just an instant and there was two points that this pastor made this morning when I was listening to his message and um, when it comes to trauma. And one is, he said, that our life is changed without our permission. And I think that's a lot about where the anger comes from. Because you violated not only me, when I'm saying me, I'm talking about my husband, you violated but you also violated our business, our family, indirectly, our, you know, our, our children, our grandchildren, and you did it without our permission. We go to work every day and we do the right thing and we do the right thing whenever somebody's not looking and we, you're, you're greatly, you violated us without our permission. And it, it, it makes you angry. And in this situation, I'm talking about me. Okay, I'm going to talk about me because I can't really share my husband's experience because that's for him to share. But from this side of the street, I'm angry because of the lives that you affected. I'm angry because you decided to make a choice to take someone else's family member you you decided to make a choice to put other people's lives in danger that had nothing to do with your chaos but also every day now this is indirect trauma that i kiss my husband goodbye as he goes back to our store to work hard and diligently to support our family and I question, will I see my husband again? Because someone violated us without our permission. And then you go back to the, to the inability to find joy in uncertainty. 
right? We read and we see, you know, find joy in all things and be grateful for all things. But in the moment, it's hard to find joy in uncertainty. And it would have been great if everything would have stopped on Saturday after all of this happened. But then we have throughout the week the constant reminders of the chaos. Which makes it hard for us to begin to pick up the pieces and move forward. So you ask, you know, you ask God, you, you say, God, I, I, I can find joy that my husband came home or I can find joy because you have healed me or I can find joy in, in this moment that today my son, our son is getting married, right? We can find joy in these things, but then we question because we have the inability to have joy in the fact that we live in such an uncertain time. I am going to be honest. I, after this happened, I find it hard, like I have anxiety to go into a public place because now this stuff that you hear on the news has hit us. It has hit home. It's hit home. And it's hard. It's hard to decipher it. Like we see shootings on TV all the time. But you never think for one second it's going to hit your home. Or your business. And it's funny because in the book of Ezra, chapter 3, right? This is a book um, about the Jews regathering after exile, right? To rebuild um, what had been destroyed, right? So how accurate is that in our lives? We go through trauma, addiction, prison, homelessness you know, abuse, whatever it is that you go through, the trauma, right? And once you make the commitment, I'm going to heal from this, I'm going to be whole, I'm going to get sober, I'm going to change my life, and you begin to do that, you begin to regather, so to speak, the pieces of your life, Right? That have been destroyed and you try to take brick by brick and try to build something amazing or beautiful out of what was once ashes in your life. I know that after addiction and prison and abuse and all of the things that I have been through, you know, and you think that you've taken brick by brick and that you've built, you know, and you... Um, you, you meet a man and you get married and you, you, you know, you journey out on entrepreneurship and you, you know, you are, you, you feel like you're doing okay and you're, everything is blessed and then boom, something hits. 
and then you feel like you have got to regather the pieces again. Like, where do we go from here? And I think that's very, very accurate. But in the book of Ezra, we see that everybody's perspective is different on how people deal and see things. And I want to, I want to, before I read the scriptures, I want to say something, okay? Because everybody's perspective of trauma is different, right? How we perceive things is very, very different, right? How we work through things is very, very different. So when you see someone dealing with something, um, you know, you wonder about their past, right? Like when you see someone coming out of an addiction and it doesn't look like how you came out of an addiction and you begin to question like, why aren't they like this? Or why aren't they doing this? Because each person's healing perspective or healing journey is going to be different. So here's one thing that um, has really had me questioning. So, you know, the video of what happened in our store is, or not in our store, but around our store, um, has circulated onto social media, okay? And if you read the comments on these posts, people are laughing, But you're seeing it's the younger generation that is laughing because we have, we live in a culture now that it's like there's no regard for someone else's life. And you see the younger generation in these comments laughing about what happened. And we didn't, you know, some of us didn't grow up in an environment. Was I a heathen? Yes. Did I do crazy stuff? Yes. My husband, the same, right? We've done really crazy stuff and we have, are heathens. But when you begin to heal and you've not lived in that life for so long and something happens, although our body remembers because there's a, there's a book called The Body Keeps the Score. Your heart can heal. Your mind can heal. You can heal. But if you experience trauma, your body remembers this. So you're going to see things. And I can tell you that all day on Saturday and a couple of times this week, my body, I get anxiety. Like I feel myself begin to shake. My stomach begins to turn. We all experience anxiety and our body holds our trauma differently. And for me to see that this younger generation is on here laughing about what happened is scary that our culture is turning into this. That there's no regard for another person's life, which is definitely not what the Bible explains to us. Like we are supposed to love our brother as we love ourselves, and that is not happening. But in the book of Ezra, when I'm talking about the comments that you see and there are people laughing, the book of Ezra chapter uh, chapter 3, verses 10, starting at verse 10, it says this. 
it says that when the builders had laid the foundation of the Lord's temple, the priests dressed in their robes and holding trumpets, and the Levites dis, uh, descended from Azariah, holding cymbals, took their positions to praise the Lord as King David of Israel had instructed. They sang with praise and thanksgiving to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love to Israel endures forever. Then all the people gave great shouts of praise to the Lord because the foundation of the Lord's house had been laid. And then verse 12, it says, But many of the older priests, Levites, and family heads who had seen the first temple wept loudly when they saw the foundation of this temple. But many others shouted joyfully. The people could not distinguish the sound of the joyful shouting from that of the weeping because the people were shouting so loudly and the sounds was heard from far away. This is so relevant today. Right? Because the younger generation are praising and and shouting for things that us older people are crying about. As I did not grow up in this environment, right? A lot of us older people, some, you know, have different stories. But for me, I'm speaking for me. I remember going outside to play and there was two rules. My dad said, when you hear me whistle, you come home. Or when you see them streetlights come on, you better have your butt at home. We used to walk home from school. We used to be able to go and spend the night at friends' houses. You know, we used to be able to walk to the store. The freedom that we had as a child, we don't have that anymore. Which concerns me for my young adult children and our grandchildren. Because their lives looked so much different than ours. Just like back then, you could work 40 hours a week and be okay. And now people are working 80 and 90 hours a week and they still can't pay their bills. And so for us, as we see here, the older people are weeping because they've been through the struggle. They've, they've seen, you know, um, they've seen the falling, right? But then you see the younger generation who are praising and they're happy because, you know, they're rebuilding, but they're still weeping because of what happened in the past for what the trauma was in the past. Although we can be grateful that we have been healed and brought out and that we don't live in that life anymore. Because I used to not think of anything like that. I would run the streets in the worst part of town. You know, I would do some crazy mess. But then you get healed 
and and you change your life and you don't see yourself being back in that position again but then you when you are it's shocking This is what I want to tell you today. Our world is full of trauma. Our world is full of more uncertainty than it ever has been in my 43 years of life. I literally fear for my husband to walk out of the house. I fear for the safety of our children and our grandchildren in this world. And although we go through really tough times in our lives, although this is one more thing that our family has to heal from and figure out how to get past and how to where we go from here, We also have to remember that in trials and tribulations, although we don't see the joy or we don't see or understand why or what the purpose is, we can be grateful for those small things. I have to remind myself every day, okay, I can't live in last Saturday. And I find myself texting my husband, is everything okay? And if he doesn't respond right back, I feel my body reacting to that. Because now I'm fearful. I have anxiety you know and when you have anxiety you have to you, you have to figure out in those anxious moments this is what i tell my coaching clients in those moments as you say i have anxiety but there is an emotion related to that anxiety what is that emotion for me it's fear it is fear And in life, your fear or your anxiety or your trauma may not look like what I'm talking about in this podcast, but you can rest assured that you have your own trauma and your own situations. And although someone's may seem bigger than yours, yours is very much still valid. Your emotions are still very much valid. Your healing is still very much needed. And although sometimes we have the inability to find joy because there's so much uncertainty, we can find joy in the small moments, right? Not these big, huge events, but the small wins of the day.
the small wins. My husband and I were talking the other day and we had taken Destiny to the eye doctor to get her yearly eye exam for her new glasses. And when we were there, the doctor told me that, you know, one eye had improved and Destiny has something called cortical vision impairment, which is CVI. So meaning that her brain um, doesn't uh, sometimes doesn't fire when it comes to her vision. Okay. So what that means is that some days she can have a bad vision day where things can be blurry. Um, she can sometimes sees black and white, right? So she will gravitate to anything white or anything black or bright colors. They say with children with CVI, they need to live in bright houses with really good lighting and all of that because that helps their vision. But they also say that she could go blind. And so when the doctor told me that she had improved in one eye and the other eye had stayed the same, I consider that a win, right? Now they can give her glasses to help fix the outside, but of course they can't fix the part that has to do with the brain. But I consider that a win, right? I, with destiny, I celebrate the small wins, right? If she's doing therapy and she sits up for two seconds by herself, that is a win. If she wakes up and she has a smile on her face, that's a win. This little girl had 10 shots yesterday. She gets Botox injections and she gets four shots in each arm. And she gets one in her hip and one on the inside of her thigh. And afterwards, you would think most of us would be complaining. But she was so happy. She, and she does not take, she doesn't go under anesthesia. She doesn't get numbing medicine, nothing. She just gets the shots. When they try to spray that numbing spray on her, it, it irritates her. She don't like it. She don't like the coldness. And they will stick her 10 times and she will never cry. And afterwards, I have had shots in my neck and I have been so sore. Yesterday, she was just as happy as could be. That's a win. If you see your child smile today, that's a win. If you can remember a great memory of someone, that is a win. Sometimes we focus so much on the negative and what didn't happen or what we could have done or what we didn't do that we miss the joys of the moment. We miss the small wins. I have been so focused on everything that happened on Saturday that today is supposed to be a joyful day. Our youngest son is getting married and we have a wedding and it's supposed to be joyful and all week I've been trying to find joy in this moment, but because of the thing that happened on Saturday, it's been hard for me to find joy. But as I was praying this morning, I was, you know, saying, you know, let me be in tune today with the joys, the small moments, the small moment, the wedding, you know, being able to get, you know, get dressed with my daughter-in-laws 
and, you know, spend those moments together, right? The small moments. Because one day we're going to wake up and those small things that we were so busy waiting on to get to the big ones and we miss the small ones are actually going to be those very big moments. And sometimes we don't appreciate those small moments because we're so busy trying to get to the big ones. Today, as you go about your day, You may have some moments that you don't feel joy in. You may be going through a hard time. You may be going through an addiction. You may be going through, you know, a season where you feel like you're not being heard by God or your prayers are not being answered. But just remember that today you woke up. Today you're still breathing. Today you have a chance to make a difference. Today, you have a chance to hug your children or you have a chance to hug your wife or your grandchildren or your husband. We never know when will be our last moment. We never know when it will be our time. And I was very much reminded of that last Saturday. So whatever you do in this season, in this moment, in this day, in this week, in this weekend, find joy and gratitude in the small moments because... We never know, we never, ever know when it could be the last one. So walk in today, finding things that you can be joyful about, moments you can be joyful about, seconds you can be joyful about. Hug your family. Hug your friends. Because our world is full of uncertainty. So enjoy the small moments. And I don't know who needed to hear this. I feel like it was kind of all over the place this morning. But I guess that it will hit the ears that need to hear it. And... Um, I do hope that you have an absolutely amazing day, and um, I'll see you again soon. Bye-bye.